And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Welcome to The Right Reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Uh, going heavy on Bravo this week. Bravo, it's a fear. You know what? We like, need the Bachelor. Let's not front. You know what I mean? Like, let's not sit here and lie and be like, you know, how, like David Letterman comes out every time. He's like, oh, it's going to be a great show tonight. You know what? This probably isn't going to be a great pod. No. There's not that much going no, on. No, it's not. It's not going to be a bad pod. But the topics we're working with aren't aren't it's top notch material. It's a good point. We're going to have to work a little harder here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our best, and we're gonna start by talking about the shots yeah. of sunset. And later we're gonna get we're gonna hit a bunch of weird watches. We've got some Real Housewives, Naked and Afraid, Southern Charm, and whatever Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is. But first, we'll go with the shots. Okay, great. Um, first order of business. Please explain to me what Asa was doing okay. this week. This is Asa is a um, an artist. She is the Persian pop princess. I Persian believe. pop princess, formerly the entrepreneur behind Diamond Water. No, formerly, she's sorry, still. What, do you know something I don't? <laughs> have you ever seen Diamond Water available in the store? I've seen Diamond Water a lot. You have. When it's in Asha's hand, when she's on Watch What Happens oh, okay. Live. <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying. I've never actually seen Diamond Water in the wild, but Question. I've seen it in a captive environment. Question. Do you DVR that show every night, Watch yes. What Happens Live? The answer is yes to that. I don't know what I'm doing, but like every time, like, oh, I should do that, and I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. What am I doing? Here's what it is, because during the promo, they'll show you who's going to be on, and you want to have the option, because like one night right. it's going to be like, we're here with Cher, and you're just like, <laughs> I want to see that. You know? Interesting. Cher is your go-to here. Oh, it was a great episode. That was, wow. It was a great episode. Jerry Seinfeld and Lauren Conrad were my favorites. Oh, and Kristen Cavallari. I just have a real, I'm a sucker for the Hills people talking about the Hills. Like, I know you don't feel I strongly. I just don't care. Like, like, I just glossed over. I was like, we were off to a good start, Juliet. And then you're going to start talking sorry. about shows from 10 years ago. Sorry. The back Hills. To, back to the Shaws. Oh, no. Now I made you sad. No, I just. You can talk about the Hills. You have 24 seconds about the Hills. Go. For some reason, that show just really resonates. Like, I don't know what it is, but my brother and I talk about this. Like, it just stays interesting. It was completely scripted. It was so fake. But something about it was, like, so of its time period. And I just love it. I, I have an answer to that. Okay. And it's, it's, uh. It was really well shot. It was really. It was really beautiful. It was really beautiful. Like they really like they shot it in a certain way that that like it was. Just, it looked kind of movieish, and it was different than other things you had seen. And I feel like like the way it looked changed the way you felt about it. Interesting. Like it, it like had like a verite look to it or something. No, it was like kind of the opposite. It, like it felt like like the opposite of verite. It felt like the light was very like meticulously done. And it was like really. It was like a movie. I accepted that as reality. It to was me, like that a was movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like basically the opposite. Like a cell phone footage feels verite. Maybe I don't really know what that word means verite. I don't think I do either, but I use it all the time. You probably just using it because you heard me use it too much. Probably. Back to the shots where reality also does not exist. And yes. Asa. So she has like a troop with her. Mm-hmm. She selects. Let's, let's go back a bit. She's a performance artist, <laughs> yeah. Right, and she um, there was in Iran. There was sort of like this this like social media movement of women that were taking their veils off, and um, and they had some sort of word in Arabic which I couldn't read, obviously. That was like <laughs> you sim- couldn't? Sim- no, I couldn't. That was Whoa. sort of like the hashtag or whatever that everyone would like sort of follow, and it became like a cool thing in public places. They would take off their veils and sort of hide their faces and do this thing, and it was like a real thing. And Asa, being a performance artist and an activist, wanted to get like with that. So what she did is she sort of like got a team of like pretty hot women. Like I don't know where she found these women, but it was like it kind of looked like a group of backup dancers, you know what I mean? Sure. There was like eight of them or seven of them and uh they all put veils on. They went to Hollywood and High in Highland and um they formed a, a triangle or perhaps a diamond for diamond water. 
And then some of the she said like it's our choice to be veiled or not. Some of them took off their veils and some didn't. And they're like, hey, this is our choice, right? And as it happened, like me and my wife looked at each other and we're like, that's actually like really cool. Like I like what okay. they're doing. Right. It's a good it's a good movement, but like yeah. by putting it on the Shaz Sunset, we're like it's like the C storyline of the week was just kind of weird. It was weird. It was the, it was like I like I love what it represented and, and I sort of like and I I love the strength of the movement. I'm all for like the choice of women to veil themselves or not veil themselves. It was just sort of like the way she did it sure. and the fact that she kept talking about how like it's going to go viral. It just also just seemed like a stunt. Like it wasn't sure she was doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> That's very fair. But I, you know, I think in her heart she is. I know. I think that she is well-intentioned. I do. But she's just sort of like so like shallow or like vapid. Look, I normally think these things, but she actually had a great performance at the end of the episode. If we, if we, well, before we get off this activist thing, like <laughs> the weird part is like she does this thing. She has a megaphone. She says these things. It's nice. And some of the women are stay veiled and some of the women don't because that's sort of the choice that it represents. And like, that's the end of the thing. And then they kind of, they kind of like walk around the corner of the like tourist mall in Hollywood and Highland and then start giggling to each other. Like they just like stole some candy from a Seven Eleven. Like that part was really weird. And, uh, and then it was over. I know. And then that was it. And like, I- I think unless you've been to Hollywood and Highland, it's hard to convey what a weird place it is. Like it's it's weird. I mean, it's it's uh it's really touristy. It makes it makes like Times Square look like you know Bensonhurst. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's really touristy. And also like the mall space of Hollywood and Highland is really weird. There's a proactive vending machine in there. Did you know that? Proactive? Yeah, like the acne it's like, medication. Hey, you're hungry. Here's a candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a proactive vending machine. You is can... this food news? What is happening? <laughs> proactive. Is just, not oh, food. oh, 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 oh. I it's thought it was like, you look hungry. You look like someone who likes no. Snickers and it shoots a Snickers at you. Like it's a proactive vending machine. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's cool, I guess. Like, I was like, no, I like to Like you're assault on you. Yeah, no, Eat it's, just this like, now. it's like, you're too skinny, girl. That would be something that happens in LA. Proactive, proactive vending machines. If you walk by and you're too skinny, it's like, here's a sandwich, turkey eat sandwich, this. extra mayo. You need like, to eat this. Bullies you into yeah, eating. The, the noose flies around you. <laughs> I'm into it. Proactive uh, vending machines. That's a great idea. Uh, a vending machine we... that has proactive products, perhaps, yeah. is what's really going on? Oh. Yeah. oh. I just think that's so weird. You, like, you can of just... all the things. Of all the vending machines in the world. Like, now, like, at the airport, you see, like, the Best Buy one, or, like, there's, like, the makeup one sometimes, but, like, proactive is, like, I don't know. It's weird. It, it is weird. But it, at the same time... <laughs> like, like, shouldn't a doctor prescribe that? Let me, let me throw this out there, just, like, as a business, as, like, a business evaluation of this. What does it really cost them for the vending machine, right? It probably cost them a little bit to like have the right to put the vending machine there. I'm just the product wondering. they make a profit on, there's no employees there. Like it's actually like kind of makes business sense sure. to like use vending machines to sell your products so you don't have to like just, you know, like work or use any humans. Right. It's like instead of how they have kiosks in the malls, they now and have if, a vending machine. If you're machine. proactive, like what is the real cost? The cost of like get it putting the machine there, the cost One of the machine itself, the, yeah. like, whatever the maintenance is for the guy that comes once a month to like, you know, check Restock on it and take it. the money. Yeah. Although I, I would love to know how many sales they make at the mall in Hollywood and Highland from the I would love to know machine. too. We'll look into that. Maybe that will be on Food News. Vending machines. Vending machines. Um, so anyway, also going on in Shaw's this week, uh, Gigi's lie detector test just won't mm. go away. Last week, she had a lie detector test. Inconclusive. Inconclusive. And the lie, de- there's a lie that they're trying to detect is Gigi is claiming after a flight to Turkey last year. Turkey, yeah. You're, Turkey, you're a senior Turkey <laughs> correspondent at Grantland. <laughs> after our their flight to Turkey last year, there was some sort of evening in which something may or may not Something inappropriate may or may not happen between Mike, who's got a fiance, and Gigi, who is sort of like this um, very beautiful banshee that's on this show. And um, 
that's been going on all season. <laughs> she has a lie, she has a lie detector test last year, last week. It's inconclusive. This week she's going to get the electric lie detector test. Right. And so and she passes that one. Yes. So she is not lying when she says that Mike tried to coitus her <laughs> that's it. in this thing. She's she passed the test does not mean she's not lying. That's the thing. Like I that's you, exactly the conversation. It's like, okay. So you maintained a steady heartbeat and like your nerves didn't change. No, no, no. I be- actually believe in lie detector tests a little you bit more do? than that. I know. A little bit more. But I also you can think teach people how the to question is them. is like, did Mike try to F you? It's like that's not a black or white yes or no question. You know what I mean? Like, he might have been like, hey, Gigi, you want to come to my room? And in that respect, yes, maybe he did try to F you, or he might have, like, pulled his pants down and been like, let's do this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole spectrum of acceptability (laughs) of inappropriateness, and I want to find out where on the spectrum this event was, because I think it was way at the former, where it was just like, he, like, kind of, like, touched her butt a little little bit. And was like, hey, remember the old times? Yeah. But later in the episode, you'll know Notice, he says to MJ, he's like, your ass looks great, girl. How many squats have you been doing? Right. Was he trying to F MJ? No. Maybe he's just kind of a flirty, inappropriate dude. Yeah, that is inappropriate. But it, maybe I mean, her ass it, did it, look great. Her, I did. I like, The first thing I did was look at her ass after he said it. I was like, yeah, it was shapely. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just think that also at this point, like, I feel like Gigi is crazy enough that she has convinced herself of something. So she might really think she's telling the truth and it's not I, the case. I think she's convinced herself because there is a kernel of truth in her story. Yeah. So that's not hard to convince yourself because she is telling the truth. So she does pass a lie detector test. Then the question gets posed on the next time on. They're like, Mike, why don't you take the lie detector test? I just can't believe lie detectors are like part of reality television. It does. It sounds like something from science fiction. <laughs> I know. Like truth serum. Like truth serum is a real thing. You know, like they have this at like the CIA or whatever. They do? Like, yeah, man. Say, like, it's like a real thing. Interesting. How, can you buy that? Like, First of all, like I say things like that. Like I say things like that that you accept as a fact that I don't really know are facts. Like, what is truth serum? Like what is that? Um, it's like two shots of fireball, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really set that's you up for that one. Yeah, that's what it is. Two <laughs> like, shots of fireball. Back um, to back. Do you remember there was a whole Bachelorette episode around also with Andy around with lie detector tests and Josh and, and he hit gonna, the results and whether yeah. or not they want the results out or whatever. It's just like seriously. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just I like, would like to give you lie detector tests on this podcast live. Me? Yeah, just ask you questions. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do not consent to that. <laughs> like, I'm never doing a lie detector test. <laughs> no, what, not interested. Why would you ever do it? I mean, I don't. I, I I understand why you would do it, but it's also like they don't. I don't. I don't believe in lie detector tests. Personally. One thing about Shaz that stuck out to me was like a 40 second scene in which Mike goes and visits Shervin. Yes, I believe his name is Shervin Shervin Ruparvin Ruparvin. I'm probably saying it's something wrong, but I have done some googling on this man. And you they may go, or may not have made some phone calls. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> So they, then they, he goes to visit his garage. There's a Bentley that's not just like a Bentley, like whatever. I don't know anything about Bentleys, but this is like people who one have Bentleys the, love for you to know they have yes, them. Yes, <laughs> of course. It's like a weird looking Bentley. Okay. And then there's he's got a Lamborghini, he's got a Ferrari, and he just got brought to him a brand new Benz. And it was just like he had this like seven car garage of like extremely expensive cars there was over i don't know what it is like i don't know how much these cars cost but it's probably like over two million dollars in cars just like sitting around that he doesn't drive seriously i i just don't understand like what what's the point of having i mean i guess i'm not a collector i get the, i get the point but like, yeah. I, like if you have all those riches like i would rather buy real estate so i did some googling about him and i can't really find out what he does He's in Cupertino, I believe. Oh, he is. There's this thing called SVC Management, which well, I found. Cupertino is like, where Apple is. It's in North Carolina. Yeah, it's like like there is like you know weird internet money up there. 
But oh. um, when I find out that so people like, like that have money like that, I'm always just like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> like, what, what? One thing that Mike said in that sequence was he was like, Persian people just love to have yeah. like fancy cars. And like, I don't know. I don't like him speaking on behalf of every Persian person. Yeah. Every Persian person. I mean, I mean, there certainly is like, sorry, but it is kind of like a cliche stereotype thing. Like, oh, all the gold and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one of those like, yeah, stereotype. Like, yeah, it kind of could be true a little bit, but it's more of a generalization that shouldn't be sort of like said. Right. But like, I'm sure there are lots and lots of Persian people that are don't not have, like, yes, they're not I like, don't I just can't wait to be rich to buy Bentleys. Right. Like, yeah, they're probably just be like, hey, I'd probably like invest a little bit, maybe share some charity. Sure. And also, I feel like the, the their specific clique is like very LA based. Like, who knows what, yeah. Yeah. what it's like in other parts of the world. I think it's fair to say that, that um, Mike is not speaking on behalf of all Persians. <laughs> But I, okay, we won't give him that credit. Yes. Uh, so Shervin, I Googled him. I found this thing, SBC Asset Management, and I may or may not have called the, the phone number. Good for and, you. Uh, You're a true journalist. A journalist. You have to do some reporting. You know what I mean? Like, I take this seriously. And uh, that means it's you- not like I'm just like eating popcorn. <laughs> And uh, someone answered. You know what I mean? It's one of those things we don't expect someone to answer. Totally. It, it, rolled, it rang like four times. And then they answered. I was like, whoa. And I was like, hey, is Shervin there? And I didn't want to try to say his last name wrong. And she's like, Shervin hasn't been in the office for a while. <laughs> and I took that to mean like, Shervin hasn't been here for four years. Maybe it just means he's working remotely because they're in Northern California. And he's in and LA doing yeah. the thing. But he does have extremely fast cars. He could commute. He could just drive. He could commute. <laughs> Zip right up yes, to PCH. Yeah, exactly. Just get there to... Six yeah. hours, you know? So what else happened? We had the traffic. reconciliation dinner on Shaz. You eh. know, one thing I was looking into this is Shaz is not doing great in the ratings. Yes. And I'm really glad you did some reporting of your own. <laughs> Thank you. Um, apparently. Do you want to read? I know you love to read on the uh, podcast. No. Okay. I, I think I'll paraphrase. Maybe, I'll, right. maybe I'll get there. Right. Apparently, Shaz has previously been paired with Real Housewives of Orange County and the Real Housewives of Atlanta, so it's gotten a good lead-in. Yeah. But Southern Charm, only you, Jacoby, are watching. So it's like the the ratings for both Shaw's and Southern Charm are way down. So apparently, uh, and now I will read, and this is from some random website. But <laughs> <laughs> good accreditation. This is from the internet. I printed it. It's like LA late. It's is all like good. The, yeah, the whatever. <laughs> but I do get some real uh, hard numbers that we're going to cross check in a second. Good. Anyway, good, good. two weeks ago, Shaw's sunset ratings rose to 1.139, but Southern Charm's ratings got worse compared to its previous week. That night, Charm delivered a 0.86. At the time, uh, Southern Charm, sorry, it's, has sunk even further to 0.85. So and then Shaw's slipped to 0.983. So you're like, what? What does this all mean? What does this all mean? It all it means that uh, Southern Charms before Shaz, right? Yeah. So that's well, the lead in. It it basically means that if you're really losing like that big week to week, you're you're, you're it's not gonna not gonna trend back up next no. week. You know what I mean? So and, it's gonna continue to go down. And as a comparison, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, which wins the night routinely, gets a one point six, so it's double the ratings basically. Yeah. So Love and Hip Hop Atlanta wins that on Mondays as well. Huh. It's, it's, so those are pretty good numbers, though. You know Love what I mean? Love and hip-hop? Just the whole thing. Like, even even like the, the 0.85 for Southern Charm, just like in terms of like, it might not be good for that network and that time slot, but it's a lot of people. You sure. know what I mean? That's a couple million people are, are, are going to watching this show. And the thing is, another thing with these is like, they always look at these ratings and they're like, oh, well, this is doing well and this is doing poorly, but they re-air these shows so much right, it's that it's, it's a cumulative right? rating. Like, there are shows that are stickier than others in re-airs, so, so I'm not trying to ride for Southern Charm, but but there could be, <laughs> they, they may, there is, maybe there's just like a latency in the audience for one of these shows where these numbers could be misleading. Maybe. I just, I, I, there's some speculation Southern Charm might not be coming back for a third I'd season. I'd be shocked if it came back. <laughs> I'd be shocked. Um, uh, this is dipping into news a little bit. Let's get into our weird watches. Yeah, let's do, let, let's whip through the weird watches. One thing about um, Southern Charm, I saw that um, 
T-Rav and Catherine broke up on the internet. Oh, you just saw that recently? Yeah. Ooh, who saw that coming? I'm shocked. Wait a second. You mean the 50-something senator who was arrested for cocaine distribution, you know, allegedly he did it, and uh, the 22-year-old who is... uh, who was the mother of his child? Yet, living like in isolation. Living on in isolation. They kind of. I think they like moved closer to town, but like living there and not getting married and not even intending to get married. And he also like will routinely spend nights away from her, and they kind of don't like each other. This week on the show, kind of. They don't this, like this each other. This week on the show, there's the, there was this party, right? And he showed up without her because it takes her too long to get ready, and then left, and then brought her back. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. What? How long did it take her to get ready? Does she have a staff? His thing is, um, to be fair, he was like, I need to shake a lot of hands because I'm running. Okay. He had like an excuse. He said, it doesn't Listen, make sense. He, he's running for Senate when he needs to get away from his wife. Whenever yeah, or, or I don't his girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Whenever he has to like do something with her, he brings that up as a reason to get away from her. Yeah, and also there's something could be said for like, oh, you're running for Senate, so maybe you should be with you know yeah, the mother your, of your, your child. brand new child. Like maybe that's a good look. Does he really think that an unwed father of an infant could get elected like that? He just thought it should have thought about that. He was arrested for cocaine <laughs> distribution. I honestly, okay? I honestly think the kid thing is as bad for his political career. So they brought up on the show this week how much he spent on the campaign. Ooh, how much? Over a million dollars. Don't think that's that much. I don't either. I don't know how much campaigns cost. Like I was kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I was like, I don't really know that's what the market much. is for campaigns. No. And they spent $150,000 on Whitney's commercial that they didn't run. Okay. And I do know that, that that's a little pricey. <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, but, but com- to be s- fair, commercial budgets are always bigger than television budgets. <laughs> That's really funny, Whitney. We gotta hire Whitney for Grantland to shoot something. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll what, do a Grantland some, feature for us. What are some projects we could throw at him? I don't know. Whatever we, whatever we tell him to to like cover, he'll just end up doing it covering himself. But that doesn't matter. What else happened on Southern Charm? Not much. You know what I mean? I'm so out on that show. I just have no interest. I'm really. I recorded it and I was like, no, I don't want to. There's watch one this. guy who's imploding, which is fun. Like he got fired and he drinks too much. Oh, and, the lawyer guy. Yeah, like like. Wait, he got fired. Yeah. Oh, tell the, give me the update. Oh, What's so his name? Chef Craig. Craig. Chef's the other one. Chef's the Chef's permanent the, smile face. Yes, permanent smile face, face chef. So Craig. Um, Oh God! So he uh, he's work he works as a lawyer ish, like some sort of legal aid right. type of thing. Sure. And the the partner in the firm has like taken him on as like a father figure, and it's like oh, this week it was like they went over to his house. This is weird. They go over to his house, and I think it was like eleven a.m. or maybe like noon. And he has a home office. This partner guy does. So he comes out on the the second floor balcony of his Charleston home. Like <laughs> amazing, huge red wine glass in his hand. Yes. Like what? What kind of intervention features someone? No, it's not an wine. intervention. He's gonna fire him. <laughs> But it's noon, and he's got a red wine glass. Like, for, I don't even, if it was white wine, it would make so much more sense to me. Totally. But it's red wine, and so he sits Craig down on the like second... a wine cooler, even. Get a little This is not an office. It's like his bedroom, and he sits him down on these couches and pours him a glass of wine. This sounds very, like, seductive. It's noon, dude. Like, it's noon. Like, is the getting, sun is in the is middle of the sky. to make it easier? I don't, I don't know, but another thing is, like, I just don't... Like, red wine, to me, is not, the, like, the sun's out, guns out drink. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like... No, no. And then he, so, so, so Craig is over here, like, like shifting this wine around and smelling it and trying to, like, for some reason, I'm imagining a vampire right now. It's, it's weirdly like that. But then, like, the whole, he's like, so, like, uh, you know, um, when I first hired you, I saw so much potential in you, and like I think you've lost that fire. Like I come into the office at three o'clock, and you're not there, and like la la la. He's kind of talking about how he's like a mess up, but he gave him wine at noon. That's ridiculous. 
It's just weird. It's mixed messages. And then he's like, he's like, you're going to have to be terminated. So he got fired. What did, how did Craig respond to that? I don't think Craig knows how to respond to anything. You know what I mean? Like, did I think he it's cry? Like, yeah, like he could, like, no, he was just like, uh, like I, he was like, uh, he's like, can I have some more wine? I would, <laughs> yeah. I would um, implode or melt or something if I got fired in the middle of the day by a guy holding red wine. I, uh, I did, my move is much like the move on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like when you get broken up with, just stand up and walk out and, totally. and just be silent. I'll just be like, oh, I'd be like, I'm terminated? And he'd be like, yes. I'd be like, thank you very much for, you know, employing me. And I would stand up and I would walk out and then I would like cry later. That's, <laughs> you know, that's you a good know idea. I mean? As I was saying that, I was like, you're a good bachelorette, great point. You never want to cry you on never, camera. You, you, never, you, never, no, you never want to cry in front of the person. You never want to have that like one like one conversation when they get around the corner. Like, wrong? oh, you meant so much to me. <laughs> and then you're in the thing and you're like, this is never going to work out for me. This happens every time. Really What's the problem with me? I just can't believe <laughs> I wish I could give the sound <laughs> guy a blowjob. <laughs> I got you with that one. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I forgot about that. Thank you for remember the affair on Bachelor on uh, Bachelor in Paradise last year, where the guy jumped. Oh yeah, off. yeah. We, we forgot about <laughs> that. That actually happened. And it was right at the same time that guy from USC like jumped off a balcony, and like and, and it was like the same week. And they both like, what lied is about going, it. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? And they did like that reenactment. Yeah. I didn't tell you actually. Craig, after he got fired, just ran to the second floor balcony, just, <laughs> just leapt off up. it, and, and he's like, "Oh, I thought I was committing suicide. I didn't realize only on the second floor. It didn't work out." Um, I watched The Real Housewives of New York this week because you're absolutely obsessed with it. So in on it, I just can't. I don't know. I'm like, wow, I love these ladies. They are great. I want to snap with them. Yeah. All Anyone day had long. the thirty? Oh, about twenty five minutes in the podcast would be the first snapping fit from Juliet. <laughs> Bethany brings out the snaps in me. You um, win this week. It was Bethany's birthday, and she was like, birthdays just come out of left field. No, they don't. They come <laughs> every year, year at the exact, the exact same, same day. time. They do not come out of left field <laughs> at all. Definitively not They're out of one left of the field. things in life that is like 100% consistent. <laughs> Completely expected. Like it was always going to be there. single year. Like anything else can change, but your birthday will be there. Death, taxes, and your birthday. It's not going anywhere. Much it. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think of other things like that in life, and it's kind of like no, like even Christmas could go I'm away. Say, even Christmas, Christmas could we could all be Scientologists in like 20 years, right? Or like this, this Earth no longer supports growing Christmas trees. Like, <laughs> I think the spirit of Christmas is a little stronger than that. You asked, they haven't been reading much Dr. Seuss. That's a great point. <laughs> you know? So anyway, hey, Bethany says birthdays come out of left field. Incorrect. Next, she was like, so I'm just, this year I'm just going to have something low-key, not make a big deal about it. It's going to yeah. be fine. Then we have a like um, a getting dressed scene. She's back in her hotel room slash that's her apartment currently. Hold on one second. I have a cold. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Snort break. Sorry. Sorry. This happens to me. Fight through. Like Bethany's birthday, about once a year I have a cold on the podcast and have to do that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, she has like her team come in and they show her like some jumpsuit for her to put on and she was like I don't have panties I hope you brought some she's wearing jeans so I was just like oh so you're just going commando in jeans yeah it's really uncomfortable bad move Bethany it's uh, it's abnormal but shout to her it's a move I guess whatever it's a move so then we then they really towed the line of showing her naked which I found very interesting like you can see her wearing a a thong and you see some side boob Mm. when she's like getting dressed 
but you don't see it's not full frontal. It's just like what is the addition to this show of showing Daphne like this? Like men who aren't watching, like men who are attracted. <laughs> uh, you know, they popped in and out. <laughs> okay, sure, but like I just don't know what that added except to show like yes, Bethany has a very good body. I think you know that's what it was. It's like Bethany has a good body. Let's it's like it. contractually obligated to show like one hot Bethany shot per episode or something like that. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's in a contract. So then she puts on for her low key dinner. She puts on like this ridiculous. Um, like jumpsuit that's just like I, I don't even know how to describe it she looks like she's straight out of like 1978 going no, to Studio 54 yeah it was it, it sort of felt like something like, like Cleopatra like, would wear to a funeral yeah you know what I mean that's kind of what it felt like to me or like very Farrah Fawcett from or like her Beyonce heyday. would wear on stage yeah, when, at a it performance was very it, was, yeah. it was not like oh my birthday just Low came out of left birthday. field yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it was like oh right we yeah. all knew this was coming so then she has we get to the dinner and it's like an elaborate dinner party 16 people 3 7 <laughs> Centerpieces of flowers. Yeah, like, there was, was like three centerpieces. It was, and then it was like where the seating became a thing. It was just like everything she said was just not true. Like she, was, it was like if you think this is low key, I'd like to see like a big event for you. Like yeah. I, I don't even know what that means. But really, that was just kind of the amuse bouche of the episode. The best part was Carol Radzi. Radzi talking about her dating life. So a few weeks ago, uh, Luann had a party at her Hampton's house. Yep. Yeah, the Countess. Never count out the Countess. The chef, we're talking Chef Dukes. Yeah, so the chef, Carol was hitting on him, They and then she was like, this uh, this doesn't make any sense either. She was like, men under 35 and over 75, they just know what to do. So he call, he knew there was chemistry, and he called me the next day. That is not, like, common behavior. Makes that makes sense to me. <laughs> no, it, uh, no, it doesn't. It makes perfect sense to okay, me. Okay, sure. Anyway. Under 35, over 75, they know what to do. <laughs> they know what so to do. So he called. So we called, and now she's like dating the younger chef. And on the date that we saw, they go to this ping pong place called like Spin or whatever. Mm, very familiar with that, Lower East Side, right? Okay. Um, it's like East Village. Okay. Um, it was started by uh, Susan Sarandon and like her much younger boyfriend when she split from Tim Robbins. What? Yeah. So it's like a it's like a the it's cougar not, culture ping pong place. Yeah, it's like where to where cougars go with their <laughs> to, dates they, they, for ping pong. To go play ping pong. Yeah, that is beautiful. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. It's like a thing, I guess. I don't know. It's so strange to me. Susan Sarandon and that boyfriend have since broken up, but I was just like, wait, this is really weird. Like very unimaginative. But um, I that's don't know where you take your when you're a cougar. That's where you take your cubs. Spin. I guess so. It's where you go. Um, I really, I just love this show. Here's what happened to me. While my wife was watching the show, I was watching the NBA playoffs in mm-hmm. the other room, the sports lounge. Nice. And uh, and I walk into the room, and she just she blurts, "Do you find her attractive, Carol?" Yes. She's like, "Do you find her attractive?" And it was like said in such a way where I was like, "Oh no!" Like, what's the right answer? Yeah, I was just like, "Ah!" Oh. I I'm, do not find her. Attractive. And, I, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like read the thing, and I was just like, I was, and really, this is the truth. I was like, always go with the truth. The truth is, is like, I just don't find the plastic surgery face yeah. working for me. Like, it's all I see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you could have like the you could have the most beautiful eyes in the world, but if they're above like these mounds of like silicone flesh, she's also too skinny. Then they don't really work for me. Yeah, but then later in the in the in the um, episode, she was like talking to these like young modely types or whatever, you know, like doing her cougar thing. She's like, you know, Jordash. I was the fit model for Jordash. <laughs> 
And then she's like, they have you ever heard of Jordash? And then the, the young model guys, they're like Better Swedish or whatever. Better question have you ever heard of a fit model? Yeah, we're going to get to that. And then she was like, he's, he's like, you're probably not pronouncing it right. That's what she said. To, <laughs> that's what they said to her, which I thought was great shade. Just to like, just throw the shade Oh my up. God, for real. And then I was like, I was like, what is a fit model? And Joey's like, it's the, it's like the model that they use that, that doesn't have a beautiful face. Right. It's like just for sizing. Yeah. It's like to, to like make sure that they like fits right. But it's like, that means basically you've got a good body and a bad face. Yeah, totally. Or else you'd be a regular model. model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's kind of like a Jenna from the challenge. Jenna's um, probably a fit model. Do you find Carolyn Raswell attractive? No, I don't. Beautiful. No, I do not. I like her a lot. I like her a lot. She's my favorite woman on the show. Me too. But I do, I do not find her attractive at all. I think she's too skinny. I yes. think like she's ha- her cheeks or something are That's weird. That's all. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I like her though. Like I like when she met great. Bethany. She was like kind of starstruck. She's like, I've watched this girl for so yeah, long. Yeah, I. F- she's the most relatable. In a weird, yeah. even though she's like in the Kennedy world, she's weirdly the most relatable. Yes, and she's the coolest. That like is still trying to be cool, but somehow right. can pull it off. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's like there's no reason for her to be wearing like a motorcycle jacket, but she can like work it at like totally. whatever age she is. She also doesn't really seem to get uh, when she gets into fights. She kind of is very. She doesn't. Um, her claws don't come out in the same way. Yes. So sh- she's just more. She high roads it just a little bit, a tiny bit. I mean, she's yeah. still on the show. It's not give her too much credit, but she does high road it a little can bit. Can we get too naked and afraid? Yes. Okay. Tell me all about it. Did Two not watch. Two weeks ago, there's this couple named Ryan and Amber. I mean, I could go on for hours about this, but like, I'm just gonna. I you just, know, I want you to know. Quick. I'm just happy that Naked and Afraid exists because it brings you so much happiness. It does bring me so. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. You're thank welcome. you, Juliet Littman. <laughs> That's the way I feel when Chandler Parsons plays well. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Chandler's career. Yeah. R.I.P. Chandy. Uh, there's this couple, Ryan and Amber. They're going out there in the Fuller to Everglades. This place is the just, Everglades. It's the, the America has the, the most treacherous landscape. Like you think it's all strip malls, America and like cornfields. Like no, dude. Like there is some dangerous, dangerous stuff down there. Like they're in the Everglades. They're basically in swamps. There's gators everywhere. Like just everywhere. There's alligators. There's snakes. There's water moccasins. There's bugs that can kill you. There's wasps making nests. Like they had the shot of a wasp like making a nest. Like this like. Gang of wasps, but they didn't look like the wasp in your backyard. They were huge. They were all black, and they had like sharp, angular edges. Like you know, when you're making the transformers, like you know which ones are evil and which ones are good. Yeah, because they're like shaped differently. They were like they were like transformer evil Decepticons wasps. And this dude Ryan, I'm trying to make this a long story short. This this chick Amber had like trained on killing alligators, so she's like, let's go hunt some gators. Uh, let's go wade through the water and hunt gators. And this dude Ryan is like, like no. Like, the gators are going to kill you. Like, there's lily pads. You can't even see them. Like, they're going to eat you before, like, you, like, like wrestle one in the water. Like, I'm not doing it. And then she's, like, she calls him a P-U-S-S-Y. I don't know if spelling it makes it better, but whatever. And then, uh... Interesting. How do you so respond she, to that? So he's like, he's pretty stoic. He's like, okay, cool. Like, I just don't want to put you in danger. I don't want to be in danger. Like, Great answer. there's other stuff to eat. You Good know what I mean? Like, I'd rather spend my energy like trying to kill other stuff. He kills a snake. They eat snake eggs. And then she Ew. leaves because she gets sick. I'm trying to make this long story short. Oh, he throws a spear and kills a catfish. He sounds talented. He just throws a spear. Sounds like a great survivalist. Think th- 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 what he does. First of all, Homeboy made a hut and he made a hat. He made a clothes Let's for everybody. This, guy survivor. this guy's amazing. And then he makes like. You know those nooses they use to like capture dogs? Yeah. It's like a long stick with a noose on the end. Uh-huh. He made one out of vines and sticks and captured a effing alligator. Sounds like he's a ringer. Like, how is he so good at this show? He captured and killed an alligator. That's amazing. Mind you, it was like three feet long. You know what I mean? But it was like he noosed it with this thing and it was trying to wrestle away. He made With vines and sticks, he made like an alligator capturer. He's waiting around in the swamp capturing gators and killing them and then eating them. 
That's amazing. This guy was. He sounds no joke. really talented, but like, why? Like, how do they? Why do they cast him? Like, he's too good. Don't I don't they think they want, knew that he was like this. You know that stupid PR PSR thing yeah. they do? He went from like a seven point eight to an eight point three. I was like, what does this guy have to do? Seriously, he had to like build a society, a and have kids, and like start a school, <laughs> a hospital. Like, what does he have to do? Come on, man! And like he made, and then he made a sign at the, at the top of his hut that said "Thrive." Like this dude what? was badass. Wow! And the lady that did called you Google him? him? Um, no. I was too busy calling Shervin. Because <laughs> I want to know more about this guy. He sounds he's amazing. He's from Maine. Chat to oh. people from Maine. Awesome. I love New England. stand up. Yeah. yeah great. And, uh, and it, was, it, was like, it was the best performance in the history of that show. And I, can't, I don't know what you have to do to get higher than an 8.3 PSR. That's incredible. That just really... But the lady that called him in a PUSSY because he wouldn't hunt alligators went home. And then while he was, she was gone, he hunted and killed an alligator. Wow. Wow. Was Amber like thankful and impressed? Or, like, What was her attitude like? Well, that's the thing. is She was gone. Because oh. she was out because she got sick. Oh. So she, he was by himself. Yeah, so he's by himself when oh, he they killed did, the they alligator. Don't bring in another person when that happens. No, they're, they're, if you get if you get like into it, like it was, oh. I think they're like six or seven days into it at that oh. point. Like, what are they going to have? Have him wait? Like, take a time out oh, and like have yeah. sandwiches? It's too tricky. So he's, I wonder if he would like preferred being by himself. Sounds like he might have. <clears throat> he was he was just like he was really balanced. He was really smart, but he wasn't overbearing. And oh, this chick was complaining a lot. Oh, that was a different episode I watched. I watched a lot of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm you have a big smile on your face. We do. Let's get to news. Okay. News. Uh, number one, Naomi Campbell is getting her own reality TV show. It's going to be online on Yahoo screen. Okay. Just facts. I'm going with just facts on this one. Facts only. Jay-Z style. Facts only. She had a pretty big role in a Fox television show called Effing Empire. Okay. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. It was the biggest show. Drip. Of drop, the year. Drip, drip, and drip, then she drop. goes from that, pivots, and her next career move, she was acting when she was doing that. Her next career move is a reality show on Yahoo streaming. Like, who is your manager? Who is your agent? How hard are you she up for money? She needs Cookie Lion. Like, if you think that this Yahoo streaming reality show is going to make you relevant and you're going to be the next Kim Kardashian and this is going to be like a next act of your career, girl, like, like you are delusional. Someone, one of your friends, someone that loves you needs to pull you aside and be like, just hold out until you're, because you know your character's coming back on Empire. Like, I'll float you money until you get there again don't do this reality tv thing and if you do do reality tv thing make sure that it's it's got like only three or four letters in the network hakeem's got a thing for the ladies <laughs> um you weren't listening to anything i yes, said I was no, you it's fair admit it. it's fine no, i, I barely at, listened myself yesterday we went I'm to eat lunch it. and i completely stopped listening to you that was yes. correct yes. i was listening i was just waiting for my moment to say that and i was just oh, thinking okay. about the lyrics um Good. More facts about this Naomi Campbell situation. She also was like wildly famous and one of the most yes. successful models of all time. Yes. And and, and also extremely famous in Europe. Like yeah. she's got that whole market too. It's not like she's, you know, it's not like she's like just America famous. The executive producer of this sh- of this show or something or like one of the producers like he's involved in like Yahoo style is Joe Z. Do you remember Joe Z from the city? No. He I was did like, love the city though. I loved Justin it. Neil Shaw. He was <laughs> he was um like the like head of L when Whitney was interning there or whatever. That that man. Him. Okay, well he's I'm involved sure he was in this. Well he's still in the mix. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember, but the thing I always no, was he bald? Um, I Who think cares? He, yeah, shout to Josie. Okay. <laughs> next, Moving up, on. next next one. Um as as always, thank you Caitlin Mangum for supplying us with these news yes. items. And um, I'm going to be reading her blurb. Here we go. The return of the old days of mean-spirited reality TV. Here's a synopsis. The briefcase will select people in dire financial straits and give them $101,000 before informing them they can either keep the money or give part or all of it to another family in need. Here's why is it 101,000? You know why? Cuz I'm giving 1,000 away and I'm keeping the 100. 
for real. Like, there's always another family in need. Right. There's all there's 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 no shortage of families in need on the globe. Right. And just because you put one in front of me doesn't mean that I'm going to share the gift that I was given because I'm in a family in need. Also, and take like, out those make ones. That, if that makes me a bad person, then so be it. But like, it's not like oh, like this per this family in need X is more important than the other millions and millions and millions of families right. in need. If I was going to do that, if you give me hundred thousand dollars and guilt me into it, I'll give some to charity. That's like a good charity or, that helps lots of families. In take need. that one hundred. G's, get back on your feet and then donate regularly to charity. You know, yeah. there's, there's other ways to pay There's it other back. ways to do it. And there's also like instead of giving thousands of dollars to one family in need, you give thousands of dollars to an organization that can then help yeah. multiple families in need. Exactly. All right. We're, we're in agreement. Right. Next. I think we're bad people. There are rumors flying that Teresa Judice is, is being a prison diva. Okay. The only way this information could like get out is if like someone's like basically like has a reason to supply such information. And I I mean, I have no basis for this, but like, just like being no, say it, Juliet. Watching, Don't it, stop caveating it. Just say it. Like, this is obviously a story planted by Teresa. Is it Teresa Judah? Yes, exactly. No one else cares. No one cares. No one cares. All they're trying to do is keep her relevant until she gets How out. How many times have you been like, I wonder what's happening with Teresa Judice in jail? None. Never. I know what's happening. Her hair doesn't look as good. She's yeah. not wearing any makeup. Yeah. She's eating crappy food. We'll yeah. see you in a few months. Smell and she's you later. just yapping her mouth off to some people that don't want to hear it anymore. I know. It's not even like she's, oh, she's in like a very low level facility too it's not like she's like locked up in like some maximum security prison i mean it's just ridiculous i, I have no time for this have you ever been to prison yes i have uh, that's what i thought <laughs> next oh no more sad more sad information can we yeah. skip this one i don't I'm, not, I'm in a good mode okay uh this show sounds great fox is going to put nine couples in fixer uppers that they have to renovate there will be twists and challenges with one couple eliminated each week this sounds awesome why wasn't it done sooner okay i do so here's the thing what happens to the house once they get eliminated i want to talk about this Fox will be is going to put nine couples in fixer, fixer uppers that they have to renovate, right? Yeah. You've got me there. I'm in, right? Then you add this. There will be twists and challenges. What? There'll be twists and challenges <laughs> with one couple eliminated each week. You lose me there. Like, you, you could just have the couples renovating the houses would be enough for me. And then Agreed. just add a little spice of drama here and there. But when you make it, like, a fake thing... It, like then now it kind of feels like that like remember that interior design show where everyone had like a box in a studio sure yeah it feels like that it's like this isn't real it's not real couples like really arguing about real stuff it's real couples trying to win a stupid game show they took this from like sort of documentary reality show about real people and real problems and turned it into like a like the challenge which is like a game show where one pe- where one couple wins um two things I, I could go either way on that one first of all I hate on home rem- home renovation shows when they only do part of the house and you don't see what they do in the rest. This is one of my only problems with Property Brothers. Mm, mm. So I feel like, okay, so they get voted off. What happens to the house? Like, it just stays a mess? Yeah. Like, do they ha- get the house? Yeah. What like, do they compete? They, like, the winner gets to keep the house and they have to go back to their other homes? I don't understand I don't, it. I don't know. I don't get it. However, I do find that, like, the elimination aspect does kind of, like, enhance a lot of games. For example, are you familiar with the game Flip Cup? Yes, I'm familiar with the game Flip Cup. I like in college. I always preferred Flip Cup Survivor style because, like, when as you played, like you'd start with a big team, and if you lose, you had to vote someone off your team. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it made it more fun, and it sort of like, sort of made it more rocket. All right, so you just showed me one thing. You must be good at Flip Cup. Yeah, I'm because fantastic. you wouldn't like Survivor style unless you were good. I yes, correct. You know what I mean? If you were bad, I'm you would not it. like Survivor style. Also, I don't mind being on a bad team because I like to prove that I'm good by being like a one woman team or whatever. Or, like, be, like, one other person. That just says so much about you. <laughs> and I kind of feel like we're getting into food news territory, don't you? Yeah, we kind of are. Food news 
is another podcast that we just launched. It's the two of us basically just yapping about food, and at the end we have a taste test. And this week we're going to go on a popcorn flight. You can subscribe to Food News on iTunes. You can subscribe to Right Reasons on iTunes. And you can go to grandly.com slash podcast for all your podcast goodies. Um, that was a great plug. I just want to address one thing that is non-reality news. We haven't discussed this at all, but I just want to talk about it's it. It's not on the rundown. Nope. You're just coming blind at me here, yep. huh? Uh-oh. I'm just. I just want you to know that I'm really upset about the death of Derek Shepard on Grey's Anatomy, and I'm really not over it. And it's pretty much the only thing I wanted to talk about for a week straight. And there's two hours that show on tonight, so I've been thinking about it nonstop. It's all I care about. It's like, on tonight. It's on tonight. Okay, so, I'm so let, me just ex- let me just explain I'm that. We have a so podcast about reality TV that we have a rundown where we plan topics. And at the end, right after the HGTV show, there's a big blank space. And you're just like, and I do this like outro thing. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But I got to get my shots in about Grey's Anatomy. I'm just, I'm really upset. Talk to me. We don't have any non-reality news. <laughs> so this non-reality is news is you're excited for a television no, show. No, I'm, ups- I'm, I'm just really upset that Derek died. Okay. And I can't believe it. And and okay. there's two hours tonight of the aftermath. We have, like, this is the launch of a new segment. We have we have uh, re- we have the, the shows, <laughs> we have weird watches, and then we have news, and then we have non-reality news, and then we have Juliet's feelings. <laughs> feelings just, of the week from, from Juliet just Littman. Such an overwhelming television launch. I don't know if that qualifies as news that you're upset. Well, so like, like we headlines. did once spend 45 minutes being upset about Lamar Odom, so <laughs> it's not completely unprecedented. Shout to Lamar. Come home. Um, subscribe to Food News and watch Grey's Anatomy. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on Podcasts.